Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone. It is Redman Bite Size with me, Paul Machen, taking a bite size look at all of the Liverpool stories during the rounds on Star Wars Day for, you know, fellow nerds. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's just the 4th of May. But, you know, may it be with you. Um, loads of stuff. Yeah, fallout from last night's game, uh, the 1 0 win against Fulham. Uh, there's some transfer news as well, with multiple sources speaking about a World Cup winning Liverpool midfield target. Who could that possibly be? Um, and the gut wrenching news uh, that is breaking all over Twitter at the moment regarding the future of a current Liverpool midfielder. And another piece of story about another, another, another former Liverpool midfielder who's having a hard time at the moment as well potentially. Uh, we're going to kick things off then. Uh, Stuart Atwell, who was the referee at Anfield for the Liverpool 1-0 win over Fulham, um, apparently uh, told a Fulham player that the penalty that he gave for a foul on Darwin Nunes wasn't a penalty. This comes from Sam Mill. Uh, this is Anfield.com. Um, Darwin Nunes pinched the ball from Issa Diop in the Fulham penalty area the Fulham centre-back stuck out his leg and made contact with the Uruguayan this prompted the referee Stuart Atwell to award a penalty at the Anfield Road end Fulham's players claimed though that Nunes was already going to ground and they continued their protestations after the final whistle speaking to the Fulham's official website midfielder Tom Kearney said the ref made a decision I thought he'd seen contact. I asked him on the pitch, please make sure they check it. He said they checked it, but he said second half to one of our players that it wasn't a penalty. So it's frustrating because it goes to other people, VAR, to make the correct decision. He added that it was a kick in the you-know-what. He means the balls. Uh, and described his version of events. He says, Issa Diop hasn't touched him. Nunes has taken another step and then gone over. And then you lose to something like that at Anfield, which is frustration, frustrating when we're trying to climb as high as we can. Um Marco Silva also alluded that the player Atwell spoke to in the second half was Diop, who conceded the foul leading to the penalty. The, the boss said, the coach's boss said, I can tell you that Issa spoke with the referee during the second half, and I know what the referee said to Issa as well. Like Kearney, Silva was unhappy with VAR's decision not to intervene to give a penalty like that, and after the VAR didn't take that penalty, we cannot understand. It is difficult, really to understand. I know what I'm going to hear the next few days, that it was a harsh decision. When Darwin touched the ball, he started to dive himself and touched the left leg into Issa. They're going to say that it's harsh, but the referee gave it, and after the VAR cannot take it. It's always the same conversation. It's almost impossible for us to understand that decision. There you go. Um, poor old Marco Silver, eh? That's another former Everton manager who's come away from a Liverpool game in tears. It absolutely tears my heart and soul in two. Right, okay, let's move on uh, from that. Uh, we can move on uh, to the player mentioned in all that. Jürgen Klopp's been speaking about Darwin Nunes in his post-match press conference. Uh, the Liverpool Echoes, Theo Squires has written a piece on this, saying yeah, Jürgen Klopp has praised Darwin Nunes after he returned to Liverpool starting 11 for their 1-0 win over Fulham on Wednesday night. The Uruguayan who scored 15 goals in his maiden season at Anfield has started just one uh, once in the Reds' last seven matches since the March international break. 
Meanwhile, he hasn't started in his favoured central attacking position since the 3-0 loss away at Wolves at the start of February. Uh, Klopp has been critical of Nunes in recent weeks, hinting his struggles with English and Liverpool's defensive demands had contributed to his spell on the bench, but the Liverpool boss was pleased with the striker's efforts against the cottager. He said, Absolutely, we saw what we wanted. It's super important, he told the reporters after the final whistle. In the beginning, defending the centre against Fulham is really important because Palinja is there. He's their connector and gets on the ball. So we were a bit too early out there from Darwin. We tried to fix that, but he wanted it. He was a horse he went for everybody we opened up and struggled slightly as they could control it for moments but we could sort that apart from that he played a really good game he was always a proper option for us we needed that one of the main things we had to do tonight was offer in behind we had three really quick players there he played a good game um, yeah, interesting. Be interesting to know what your thoughts were on the Darwin Nunes situation. We're recording uh, Thursday night pint live at seven pm on YouTube on Thursday today tonight. As I'm recording this, of course, uh, we're gonna have a bit of a chat about Darwin. But yeah, it was a it was a, an interesting performance to say the least. From and my overall takeaway was can't fault the efforts, but it was the technique that was was lacking uh, at important moments in that match. But yeah. Um, yeah, thoughts if you would please always feel free to email us interact at redmentv.com or you can tweet us at the Redmen TV as well. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Right, moving on to some transfer news. Uh, once again, this via this is Anfield, but it's actually come from a number of places, uh, which I'll name check along the way. Uh, this piece that I'm quoting is written by Jack Lusby on this Anfield.com. Liverpool will begin talks with Alexis McAllister, right and exit 100% likely. Liverpool are said to be, uh, in the better commas, stepping up their pursuit of Brighton midfielder Alexis McAllister, who is in inverted 100% likely, 100% likely to move this summer. He's long been touted as a Liverpool target, but earlier this week, top-tier source Paul Joyce of the Times reported that he was high on the list. Brilliant. Um, it goes on to say, uh, ahead of a summer in which Milner, Cater, Oxford, Chamberlain, Arthur will all depart. Um, 
And April McAllister's father and agent Carlos outlined his belief that his son will be playing for another team next season, having begun talks in general. Now, both the Guardian and the Mail report that Liverpool are progressing their move for the 24-year-old. Fabrizio Romano, writing for the Guardian, claimed that the club had uh, presented details of their financial proposal and project to McAllister. Uh, while Romano reports there was no agreement at this stage, the Mail's Jack Gagan and uh, Dominic Hogan describe Liverpool as front runners. They even go as far as claiming McAllister's teammates believe he is destined for Anfield. Sources at the Amex claimed that the squad have openly discussed the prospect of McAllister sealing a switch to Liverpool in the coming months. The report adds on Twitter, Romano rated the Argentine's chance of leaving Brighton this summer as 100% and that it will be early. Interesting stuff. Um, Yeah, obviously one that Liverpool um, fans, I guess, will have had it more than a jealous glance at this season as Brighton's midfield has been absolutely pairing whereas Liverpool has obviously looked rather stuttering at times to say the very least indeed now has a World Cup under his belt which is a very very useful thing to have and not many people of course get to say that um, it's interesting though as mentioned again in the article he joined from Argentinos Juniors in 2019 with a fee I believe to be around 7 million now Brighton are said to be looking for around 70 million pounds for him Good to see this one progressing. I think he would be top or near the top of most people's um, desired players list when it comes to transfers this summer. So, yeah, you're starting to hear a little bit more around that, which doesn't necessarily mean anything concrete, but, you know, you're starting to lean towards the, you know, there's no smoke without fire kind of scenario there. Um some things on James Milner then. So this began from for me from Football Insider uh, 247 by David Lynch, uh, friend of the show. It says, James Milner is set to leave Liverpool on a free transfer this summer with Brighton leading the race for his signature. I believe this might have been covered by Chris earlier on in the week. Well, I'll go through this again and, and there's been a couple of little addendums to this today. It says, the Englishman has elected to end an eight-year stay at Anfield when his contract expires at the end of the season rather than pen a 12-month extension. His availability had prompted a battle for his signature also involving Burnley, who will return to the Premier League next term after sealing promotion from the Championship in style. However, it is Brighton who are ultimately expected to secure the 37-year-old services, allowing them to link up with former Reds teammate Adam Lallana at the Amex. Klopp hinted in January that Milner was keen to continue playing as frequently as possible, even in the latter stages of his remarkable career. As we have different plans for Millie, but Millie wants to keep playing. You can't judge him because of his age or whatever. He's 37. He doesn't look for a day like this in training. He's there, full throttle. He's an incredibly important player. Um, yeah, I think we see this... Uh, uh, a lot of late, you know, James Milner's actually gone back to being the guy who you have on the pitch when you want to shut a game of football down. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that he has put in several horrendous substitute appearances over in recent years, but least of all giving away the free kick that led towards Liverpool getting the conceding the equaliser to Tottenham Hotspur at the weekend. But he has been such a central figure. He's still talking about Liverpool's vice captain. He's about the guy who sets the standards, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. In terms of professionalism, at the actual training centre for the Reds as well. And when you consider the players, as mentioned uh, previously, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita and Roberto Firmino, who will be leaving the club. To add one more to that, it means there's more work that Liverpool need to do in the transfer market or more pressure put on younger players to step up and fill that void. So I did a, a couple of what I thought were really interesting videos over on TV, which is my YouTube channel, uh, comparing Liverpool squad to the 2018-2019 peak um, in terms of minutes played and what have you. And what one thing that stood out was that we, as much as it feels like James Milner's playing possibly too much football for Liverpool, that was certainly a criticism levelled earlier on in the season. He's seen his minutes sort of 
divided three effectively he's played a third of the amount of minutes that he was at Liverpool's peak when he himself was still not necessarily a spring chicken at that point um, so Liverpool have started to use him less frequently he is becoming more of a peripheral figure but his ability to play left back right back DM centre mid has been an incredibly useful thing however with the move towards five usable substitutes in a football match do Liverpool need to have that sort of I don't know, Swiss Army knife footballer on the bench, which is often a staple of old school championship manager, football manager teams. Always good to take your bench slot up with someone who can play in a few just in case you do suffer injury problems. Whether that's a problem that modern football will have, I'm not so sure. But at 37, he's clearly fit enough to continue to play football. Most people would like to see him involved at Liverpool in a coaching capacity. But will he be able to return to that at some point in the future? Almost certainly. If he can play more football, will he want to do that? It's James Milner, yes. Uh, James Pierce of The Athletic, another friend of the show, um, has tweeted, quote, tweeting uh, an original David Ornstein article on this. David Ornstein had originally said on the 28th of April, Brighton preparing move to sign James Milner as a free agent. His Liverpool contract expires this summer. Brighton determines to secure the former England midfielder and then mentioned Burnley as other suitors, but Deserby's men were the favourites. And James Pearce has just quote-tweeted that today, um, just an hour ago, saying, uh, moving on after eight years of fine service to LFC, we'll get the farewell he deserves. So influential on and off the pitch. So yes, it looks like, um, barring a, a true official announcement, it looks like Liverpool um, will be parting ways with James Milner at the end of the season, which is another sort of end of era moment really for the football club. A man who came from Manchester City because he wanted to play in midfield, ended up breaking the assist record in a single Champions League season for assists, having a, a central role to play in the best Liverpool team of the Premier League era uh, and moving on with at 37 with still you know, something in the tank, something more to give the game. Very, very good stuff indeed. And maybe you wonder whether, has he looked at it and gone, how high up can I get on the list of all-time Premier League appearances? We know there's very, um, very, 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 very stiff competition in terms of that. He's not likely to do that as a Liverpool player, but if he could go somewhere and play more regularly, is it possible... Um, that he could do that playing in a slightly yeah in a different football club than Liverpool he currently stands third which is why if you're wondering why I was slightly elongating my words there is because I was quickly googling it um, top at the moment is Gareth Barry on 652 second is Ryan Giggs on 632 and James Milner in third on 615 there's a chance he might add another what maybe four even just in terms of substitute appearances before the end of the campaign and then a season at someone like Brighton where you may be hoping to get around 30 could really, really make that... Um he could be competitive towards the top end and then he obviously has to see where he stands in a year from then on. But yeah, interesting stuff. And again, if you want to interact with us on any of this, do uh, email us or, or tweet us at the Redman TV. Uh, final point um, in terms of another former Liverpool midfielder, uh, Sammy Lee. Um, and it was a question asked when I did press box on LFC TV this week is would Sammy Lee be joining Sam Allardyce at Leeds United? But apparently no. Uh, and this written up by, uh, again, by the Samfield Liverpool legend, Sammy Lee was denied another link up with Sam Allardyce for a novel reason with jury duty leaving him unemployed. Uh, once a club that appeared to be on the up leads have unraveled dramatically since the sacking of Marco Bielsa last February. 
Uh, they go on to describe Jesse Marsh, spectacular failure, Javi Garcia disposed of after just 12 games in charge, and now Sam Allardyce. Um, but apparently, joining the 68-year-old staff at Allen Road is former Liverpool player Robbie Keane and Liverpool youth coach, former youth coach Carl Robinson as well. But yeah, Samuel Lee can't because he's currently um, on jury duty. Um <laughs> so, as I said, I'm not sure this is a good thing, but I have to say it. The judge has left Sammy unemployed because he's on jury service and wouldn't let him off. I found that to be very, very poor judgment indeed. It's a real shame because the wee man loves being with me and I love him with me. Ah, oh, absolutely, absolutely gutted for Sammy Lee there. He does. He genuinely loves just hanging around Sammy so much that he, he was at heaven and everything. Um, right, there you go. That is bite size for this week. Loads more to keep you entertained across the Red Men Network. Uh, Red Men Originals podcast. We had a good old uh, chat about Diogo Jota breaking Tottenham's heart, which feels like a lifetime ago, but it was merely days. Um, we've got the biased football pod there as well, talking about what a huge, tremendous bore it is Manchester City uh, just walking towards the Premier league title um if you want to check back uh, what's been happening over on red men 2 as well chris and errol had a good chat around the news that jude bellingham should be joining it uh, looks set to be joining real madrid this summer which is a bit upsetting jano insights was with neil jones today i believe talking about the alexis McAllister stuff uh, a little bit more and tonight as mentioned earlier thursday night pint i've got mp ian Byrne um and nick pete on there as well we're gonna have a good old chat about darwin nunez uh, don't forget to check out the deep dive on friday and of course if you want the full hit of everything we do on red men that is videos podcasts documentaries and the rest go to redmenplus.com and sign up there it's five pounds a month and you're going to get a ton of extra liverpool content it's going to grow your understanding your depth of feeling towards this wonderful football club um i'm incredibly proud of what we do over there and you can go and check that out and i i trust that you will have an absolute whale of a time with it and don't forget our bobby Firmino best in the world documentary is coming out in june so get your subscription up and running get yourself strapped in it's going to be a brilliant month or so and summer uh, over on redmenplus.com. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.